You're listening to Version Control, Pounding Rings Digital News Show. And we're back, finally back in the studio for another exciting taping of version. Are we taping this? How does that work? Well, we're recording still, it. We use the word tape, tape, but just like we use the word rewind. I like it. Well, it's version control. I'm Jackson Murphy. I'm here with my usual contingent of digital nerds. <laughs> Nick's not a nerd. <laughs> Nick's cool. If I don't qualify as a nerd, I don't deserve to be here. I should be, <laughs> I should be ousted. So I, I hope that I do. I like it. Well, that's Nick, always our uh, ever-faithful uh, sound engineer <laughs> and god of uh, dystopian futures. <laughs> and we're also here with Mark Cameron. Designer here at Pound and Grain. Yo, yo. And Scott Liu, our associate creative director, always here for the good times, the fun times. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's January. What are we yes. talking about? It's kind of interesting as a, you know, as we get back to work after the long holiday break. Um, working in digital means that we get exposure to some of the latest and only sometimes greatest in work tools. Um, so from chat programs to project management and coordination apps, uh, there's really something out there for almost any kind of project, as we know, working at Pound and Grain. Um, so today we're going to talk all about work tech, and it's the tech that helps us, the ones that don't, the newest work tech, the old stuff that needs to be replaced. Um, and then my little joke was, let's get to work Rihanna style. <laughs> That'd be so, awesome if she was like, having a discussion with us. On <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Rihanna, tell us, tell us your thoughts on Jira. Yeah, Spo- Jira. Spoiler, I might just drop a little sound bite in right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, work, 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 work. Oh, wait, I don't have to anymore. So what sparked this riveting conversation? Yeah. <laughs> Is Rihanna on Slack? Probably not. You don't think? No. You think she's not slacking with her like record label, or I think she's being fed peeled grapes by her people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she just doesn't need to do anything At strenuous. All. She's got her own command in Slack. Just yeah. slash Rihanna and then grape. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe that's how. Maybe she uses Slack to like Slack at her team, like just like, and she just sends them them giffies and maybe <laughs> trying to figure out what she wants. Maybe maybe we should tell all of our loyal listeners who may not know what Slack is. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> they know. Well, uh, most probably do, yeah. but some don't. Well, we'll get into Slack. But, yeah, uh, we'll get into Slack. Yeah. But just uh, so everybody knows, the reason why uh, this conversation has been sparked is recently uh, Atlassian, um, who runs what we use at Pound and Grain, uh, a, a project management tool called Jira, recently purchased another project management tool <laughs> called Trello for $425 million. And the reason why uh, you know we're, we wanted to talk about that is because, one, we use, uh, we, we use Jira, quite a bit here at Pound and Grain. Um, but we also use uh, Slack, which is a competitor of Jira. So we mix and match our little work programs here. Uh, we try our hardest to, to kind of get everything done, uh, you know, as best it can based on the project. Um, but that's kind of what about kind of a, the, what the conversation is going to be about is, is it really dependent on the project? Is it dependent on user preferences? Um, is it dependent on just basically what's trendy, what's hot right now, or what people are talking about? Um, so, wait, so legit question here from from Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jira and and Slack are competitors in some sense. They are now. Uh, Jira has implemented this program called HipChat within within its 
its system, um, mm. and it operates very similar to, to the way Slack does. But Slack isn't really a project management tool. It can be. It's a communication tool. Right. So what they've done, so what Jira's done is, they, is they've implemented a communication tool into their project management tool. Right. And then they've also, with this $425 million purchase, implemented uh, a bug tester, essentially, which is what Trello was, or is. That's what Trello is? I shouldn't have said that. That was, that was wrong. <laughs> I use it to track bugs. But. So I think this is where the confusion lies, right? There's, every tool can kind of do everything like half-assed, um, so it's, there's a lot of confusion. I think a lot of people use a ton of different tools because one does one thing really well, but something not as well, and that's where you have to have something else to fill that void, right? Well, this brings up an interesting point with Mark, who is currently going through the battle of Photoshop versus... Versus Sketch, versus now Figma, um, constant software coming out for um, us designers too, which is... I have, I have so many apps on my computer, it's insane, is what we're trying to say. And is that beneficial, you think? Is it, does it help you be more efficient and do your work a little bit better? It keeps me on top of things, and um, you have to constantly stay up to date with this stuff, so it keeps my mind active. Do you find that it can be good enough to uh, know one program inside and out, or do you have to know everything across the board? Like, Do you have to know... Um, what is it that you Sla- it's, So it's a Sketch, yeah. uh, Figma, and Photoshop are all kind of fighting. I mean, there's more too, but so you're, those you, three are you're left main. in the du- dust if you don't know Sketch at all and you're a Photoshop guy? You, you, could, you could be. Right. Um, it depends on which one's going to get more popular. But like, it's, it's up to like the developer. Does he want Photoshop files? Does he want Sketch files? Is he cool with Figma? Um, so it's, I mean, it's a case by case scenario too. Like, it's, it's up to the developer, it's up to the client it's up to the designer mm-hmm. um right now not one is better than the other i personally like sketch um i'm s- starting to like figma more um so it's i'm again like everybody releases this new software it's the same thing as slack and hipchat like mm-hmm. hipchat was super popular what four or five years ago yep so it's like uh you know in, in, in both of these programs or styles of programs would it be better if there was one industry standard, or do competitors sort of spur innovation? Yeah, competitors spur innovation for sure. Um, oh, yeah, the, the standard used to be, like in, des- in the design world, um, it used to be Adobe and Adobe only, and that was it, nothing else. Um, but now with, like, the, um, with the web, there's so many new pieces of software, and it's not so much, Adobe's not really the king anymore in the web world. In the page layout world, um, in the photo editing world, yeah, they're they're king, and I don't think that's they're going to get dethroned anytime soon. But um, Sketch is putting a dent on on Photoshop users for UI and UX stuff. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that, that's kind of like similar to all these work tech things is that something new comes along and you then move to that. Right. Like we used to use when we first started pounding green. We just used um, Skype to chat, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we like fully in, got on board with doing GChat, and then <clears throat> finally moved to to um, Slack. But they all do the same thing. It's you can talk to someone who you don't have to get up to do, <laughs> to <laughs> do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But interesting that like fundamentally they don't really change the the nature of the work. 
like it's really kind of the same thing. The end know? result is the same. Yeah. How it's done from a user experience pers perspective changes. Right. Um, how you, you know, some subtle things like Slack has channels, the other ones didn't. That mm -hmm. seemed to be like a big way to like then organize things based on your product team or your client team or your whatever, mm -hmm. and it's all in kind of one place. Mm -hmm. And clearly, revolutionize it all by allowing to to like quickly add GIFs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was really it was a game changer yeah. to like the whole you know um, experience because I mean that's usually what the problem is is that all the the programs even if they're beautifully designed from a, a, a UI perspective lack a sense of like fun or you know humanness to them mm -hmm. like it's like please fix task you know TCM one eight four well yeah. Trello you know before it got picked up. I don't know what it's going to turn into now. It was it was pretty friendly. I mean, yeah, the little sticky notes and everything, and like you could they're moving cards back and forth. It felt like a game. If you were in a corporate environment, is it feeling friendly something that you would care about as an implementation <laughs> to the tool? You know, is that something that is even considered? I think in if you're in the agency business, like why we have resistance at pounding rain on Jira is that it's not as nice and pretty as other tools but it works better than the nice and pretty ones mm -hmm. well let's have a little therapy session on on, <laughs> on jira mm -hmm. no because i know that you know we all have our personal feelings towards jira i i'm in a, i'm in a bit of a love-hate relationship with it we've we've been together for about 10 years <laughs> um and it has drastically improved and one thing that i do love about jira is the fact that it's cut down on emails like crazy um but like jackson was saying like i it's just not nice to look at it just feels like an old piece of like Lotus software. Well, now that it's just absorbed Trello, isn't that sort of the the idea? Maybe they'll switch it up, or what, maybe it was just to eliminate a competitor. That too, four hundred twenty-five million dollars later. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I like the name Trello better. I have to say that. <laughs> exactly. I have no idea what it means, it's but Jira. yeah, yeah. Jira. I, I I don't know. Do you think Trello is a word that means something? Maybe in a different language. Sounds like Jello. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is my useless input <laughs> to this conversation. Well, I think that the thing that you you touched on, Scott, was that idea of replacement. Like at the end of the day, whatever these tools are, um, you know, maybe not the design ones, but you know, it's a new project management tool to replace the old one. It's a new communication tool to replace the old one. Like the work, the the work that you have to do has all remained constant mm -hmm. we've just moved how we communicate about it to different places mm -hmm. and, and shifted it now and then uh, it's it's just interesting that the fundamental part of how you approach things are, is all very static but you switch out pieces of software to help make it better or look better mm -hmm. or yep. ultimately nothing's like game changing in mm -hmm. terms of, of doing you've it. just added a month of everybody in your business trying to learn that software yeah yeah right it's unless it's really intuitive software yeah like and i'm a huge fan of slack i'd never used slack before i came to pound Green, but i think i figured that thing out in a day yeah and but it doesn't like, do much like it is just chat and exactly. we've been chatting on the internet since yeah irc and it's MSN basically and, msn Messenger. Yeah, yeah yeah which is what i like about it but it's it's sort of in this working environment right. and you like jackson was saying you can set up channels that are almost project oriented right. so you know 
that anything that goes in that channel subconsciously has to be somewhat related right. to what that conversation is going to be about. And right. I think that was an that was an interesting twist on regular old chat programs. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what's really cool about it is. Um, for our type of work, inviting clients to different channels and having everybody um, on your staff here at Pound and Grain um, being able to interact with the clients as well, which is a kind of a cool thing. It kind of brings everybody to the same level in one channel. So I'm I'm a big fan of it because of that. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of fans of stuff, would you and not and I'm not <laughs> I'm ad- fans of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey. And I'm not advocating that we switch or anything, but has anybody looked into Workplace by Facebook? Which is Mark Zuckerberg's sort of uh, work tech piece? I watched a promo video on it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually it know seems, it seems interesting. I know nobody that's used it, I, I, like in any workplace whatsoever. Even though they list off a whole bunch of well-known companies on their website, I think they invited. I, th- I think there was a thousand different businesses that they invited to try it for the last year or so. Um, it, it seems like there'd be no reason to switch to it. If you're implementing from the from the get go, like if you're a startup, if you're just getting start, you know, getting rolling, and mm-hmm. you're like, which one, which communication device do we want to use? Maybe you'd go with that for whatever reason, because everyone's familiar with Facebook already, because maybe it's cheaper. Because it's know. already on your screen. Because yeah, yeah. But uh, make, to make the switch from Slack, that doesn't seem to make any sense. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't switch. But I do understand why they why they made it purely from the fact that like let's there was a problem about ten years ago where. You know, in the workplace, Facebook was becoming a problem. People were just on it all day. Mm-hmm. So why not? God, can you imagine that going back to that? But who? What were you doing? On Facebook? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Just checking out statuses. Yeah, you know, yeah. poking, liking stuff, yeah. poking stuff, poking liking stuff. stuff, making albums. Yeah, there, um, there was less like content in general, so it really would have just been people's statuses. Exactly, like yeah. seeing what people had for lunch. Yeah, you know, Facebook sends you the the email of your like activity. Yeah, that for some reason. I, like they still summarize like pokes that I got I never dealt with <laughs> yeah. like, probably like eight years ago yeah. like like I can't believe, I don't think anyone's done it like since about 2008 but somehow every time they email me my stats they have to say like you have like three so you know. unanswered pokes yeah. <laughs> it doesn't still exist does it you can't poke anymore I don't think so but apparently they still track like, no I think I think you can really yeah. I think so I don't think so it was the creepiest, weirdest thing. It is super weird. Nobody wanted to be Pope. It is super, <laughs> super weird. But I think the reason why they decided to kind of lean towards this Facebook workplace is because of that, right? Everybody was on Facebook all yeah. day, any day, every day. And so they're just like, well, let's build some sort of, you know, product productivity into this all this time people are wasting while they're sitting on Facebook. So sure. I understand its existence. I just haven't used it and don't know anybody that has. Yeah. That, that's like saying I, I can't prevent time theft, so we're just going to allow it. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like the purge. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly. It is basically the purge. Facebook. Yes, it's Facebook purge. You yeah. should just get one day yeah. of the week to just be on Facebook as much as you want. That just get it out like of your a system. <laughs> yeah, that actually sounds so terrible. Bored. So fast. <laughs> but can you imagine as much how, as you want could only be a 2 minutes, Mark. Yeah. Okay. It'll be done. But right. can you imagine if you like if you were on it all day and then all of a sudden, you know, you're on there checking stuff out and all of a sudden you get a little notification that says Jackson wants you to do this. Wouldn't that just kind of like screw your screw up your Facebook life? Like I like to keep those two things. <laughs> you track me in this? In your Facebook life. Yeah. Yeah. Your Facebook life is, should be pure. Yeah. My Mark and I are even friends on Facebook. Awkward. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I like all your stuff. I poke you constantly. <laughs> I don't post anything on it. I'm a lurker. 
Uh, I was gonna say, like, I think that the the thing that's that's challenging about all these, whatever the tools they are, um, is that yeah, there you have to Im, Im, embed and and like encode with your team like the rules for using them. So mm -hmm. there's still like things that 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 in Slack as like a, an example, you know, like if you have a channel of a bunch of people and you just fire a question out without addressing it to someone, no one will answer it. Right. Mm -hmm. There's still human nature involved that just like, will just be like, well, that wasn't towards me. Right. I have the perfect example for that. Yeah. So about two months ago, I addressed, I went on the general channel and I addressed channel <laughs> and I asked which of Rory's boyfriends was the best on the Gilmore Girls, <laughs> and I got an arousing response from everybody in the office. Two days ago, I an posted arousing response. Oh yeah, <laughs> two days ago, I presented after the Golden Globes. I presented one poll on there without addressing the channel and just asked which Ryan was better, Reynolds or Gosling. Gosling, got, Gosling. But I got zero response. I voted. People voted on it. Yeah, but I got no yeah. no reaction to it. And again, I think it was very similar to what you're talking about. Is that you didn't pro I didn't properly address anybody in particular, yeah. or even the channel, so it didn't come up oh, as notice. Hear that, Vancouver office? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even the Vancouver office was just like not interested in a Ryan Reynolds versus Ryan Gosling poll. That is absurd. I, I love. <laughs> also, there was no like ab photo. Like there was no. It was all like text. You needed like some sizzle there. Threw up a BuzzFeed article on that. <laughs> I, I love in the discussion about project management tools. <laughs> Scott's examples are about the Ryans <laughs> and the Gilmore Girls. Anywhere he can bring it up. <laughs> I think that's the metaphor, like for the whole thing, is that that they're the these tools are like distracting and try to like get us to the next level. That's that's kind of what they're designed to do. Mm -hmm. But they don't take away from the doing of the work. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need Slack to write copy. You don't need Slack to make a beautiful design. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't help in any of those things. It doesn't. Yeah. So that's a, I think that's the dilemma of why there's so many of them and why people do different things and why they change because they don't solve the like human problem at the core of, of right. it. You know, that they don't take away any work. They move work from channel to channel. Yep. But don't take it away. Yeah, even even here sometimes we've got projects that live on minimum three channels, right? We got stuff that lives on Jira, Basecamp, and Slack, and then sometimes you get an email about it. And then when you get those emails, it's like getting a parcel in the mail. You're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. This is fascinating. Yeah. yeah, it's really odd. Yeah. Should we uh, go around the horn uh, and get personal? Uh, I'll start us off. All right. Um, so... The environmental group released an annual or releases an annual study on renewable energy consumption by internet services. Um, so what they're saying basically uh, this year is that binge watching could be wrecking your carbon footprint. So they gave a rating to streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, um, based on their clean energy, natural gas, coal, and nuclear consumptions. Um, so I'll just run through really quick the ratings that everybody got. So you can all feel bad about yourselves for watching Netflix and not YouTube. But YouTube got an A, Amazon Prime got a C, HBO got a D, Netflix got a D, Vimeo got a D, and Hulu got an F. So if you stream on Hulu, your carbon footprint sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is there any more explanation as to what they are doing differently? Like, what's the, what's the problem? Yeah, so there's a, 
I mean, I could go into a lot of detail, but there's uh, we'll link to you in in the description here. But we've got um, a PDF breakdown of absolutely everything. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty extensive. They do it. I think they do it every year. It's it's pretty interesting. It's mostly just electricity used, right? Yeah, and like um, server space for all this content. Um, that's really the main one. So how, how what kind of server space are they using to to host all this footage? Is it just the hosting? Because I can see how how Netflix would get an F because they're producing their own content. I would love to see... Well, yeah, that's interesting, too. That takes up a huge amount. But I, I don't know if that was taken into account. Maybe not, yeah. Because that, if that was the case, YouTube would get an F, too, because everybody is creating that. Right, right, very right. true. And also, I would love to see how you know the streaming industry stacks up against the automotive industry right or, <laughs> yeah or probably not that good. yeah or the travel industry yeah, I, I, yeah i'm just like airlines i'm not sure yeah all right who's next uh you go scott because right. i'm kind of coattailing on you with this one. Oh, all right this is a, a like a double, a double play <laughs> it is a double play wow. uh so my digital pick is the iphone manufacturer foxconn in china um, is about to replace almost every human worker in their factory with a robot um, so, and the, the, I just thought that was kind of funny to talk about during our work chat because we're talking about different programs and, and apps that can help us work better. But what about when work tech becomes so good that it just doesn't bore us? So is this a physical robot? It is going to be a physical robot. And they are saying that the robots are being put in there to do jobs that are relatively dangerous for humans, probably things with like, you know, heat and lifting heavy things. But I just it's kind of funny because yeah because <laughs> it's like an iPhone manufacturer like how dangerous is it I, and again I'm just guessing here but really how dangerous is it to make an iPhone I picture this like hellish alchemical forge you know like it kind of looks like something like Lord of the Rings yeah windows like, yeah people swinging pickaxes yeah. for some reason it's like a like a river of molten lava <laughs> through it. Yeah. yeah all right so robots are gonna help in this situation then. Yeah, so my pick, it sort of harkens back to what Jackson was saying about how the uh, platforms don't actually do the work. This Japanese uh, insurance firm called Fukoku Mutual Life Insurance has just laid off 34 staff members who they are replacing with AI. So not physical robots, but instead with the cloud robots. 34 is a low number, and it seems more insulting at that point, right? Yeah, this is just a test phase. Okay. I think I'd rather rather get... It'd be in the mass exodus. Yeah. And, like the 34, like really? Hand like 34, pick. like hand yeah, people. You can like, go. No, no, you <laughs> Who are our worst losers? Oh, yeah. man, that, that, that sucks. Well, 34 today, a million tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. But what it does, this, this program uh, analyzes, interprets data, and uh, thinks cognitively like a human. So huh. there you go. We, That's scary. It is scary. I don't want to talk about how scary it is. We, can, we reserve <laughs> an entire episode for how scary it is. Yes. Yeah. But how many times have we talked about how scary the AI is? Like at least three times. Can yeah, we I'm ever get sick of it though? We gotta stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was gonna wear the hat of of uh, Nick today Ooh. and get us a little heavy because this topic is like kind of got me thinking. Um, this is an honorable cap that you're donning, Jackson. <laughs> I'll, so try you know. to, I'll try to do it justice, but rather than a digital pick, I picked a bit of a long read, and I thought Nick especially would like this. But I think listeners and like even people within our, our company will like it. But it's an article in The Guardian um, from December um, by Oliver uh, Berkman. 
And its title is Why Time Management is Ruining Our Lives. <laughs> and its subhead is All of Our Efforts to Be More Productive Backfire and Only Make Us Feel Even Busier and More Stressed. But the article is 7,000 words long and takes you two hours to read. <laughs> it's, um, it's, had, it's had about 28,000 shares and, and lots of comments, but... I think like what got me thinking and kind of it was it was evident in our discussion is that we just kept on talking about like you know Slack's going to do this for us but like we had something that did the same thing before it it doesn't change the game mm-hmm. at all and and what's interesting here is that <laughs> this is the dark part is it, you know like the article starts and just talks about you know <laughs> the eternal human struggle to live meaningfully in the face of inevitable death entered its newest phase one Monday in the summer of 2007 where someone um, at Google heard um, from a geek named um, Merlin Mann and he talked about this thing called Inbox Zero like the idea of getting your inbox to zero so like you know less than 10 years ago that was the thing people were doing was like how can I get my inbox to zero and now we Mm -hmm. have tools that seem to be like clearing out our inbox that now we just have like now I have a bunch of slacks and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and a bunch of base camps to read. Yeah. But my inbox has twenty five fewer emails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. Wow. But it's it, it's it's just a really good and it's not too long at all, Scott. <laughs> Reading's fine. Um I think it's just interesting to hear him talk about how these these personal productivity um solutions present themselves in a, as an antidote to busyness, busyness um, but it just leads to more busyness. Right. Yep. Then we spend our time managing our JIRAs and our Slacks mm-hmm. and, and um, other conversations right. rather than doing the creative work. And creating podcasts about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it's, it's not about the efficacy. Yeah. That's a word that you usually that say out really, loud, right? That was that's really like, good. That's a written word. Yeah. Anyways, it's not usually about the, the efficacy of Efficacy? Whatever. Yeah, it's not usually about how effective <laughs> the program... Next week. Yeah. Version, uh, language. How effect- oh, what is it? I like that we, we could. We could just, like, maybe 2017 is the year of version control just goes deep. Yeah. Like, like, random stuff. Yeah. What I was trying to say is it should be about tool minimalism. Yeah. Yeah. So it shouldn't be about how well all of them work. It's how well does just one of them work. Just pick one and stick to it mm-hmm. and use it effectively. With efficacy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Efficacy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's, like, some interesting nuggets here. Um, <laughs> the, the psychological role of busyness that keeps us distracted um, from asking ourselves. This is, this is from the article. Um, the, the, the distraction, the busyness is distracting, and so we don't have to ask ourselves potentially terrifying questions about how we are spending our days. <laughs> Wow. Um, that's the, the deep part. Like, you know, we can seek to impose order on our inbox, but eventually you'll need to confront the fact that the del- deluge of messages and the urge you feel to get them all dealt with aren't really about technology. They're manifestations of larger, more personal d- dilemmas. Which paths you will pursue and which you will abandon, which relationships you will prioritize, what this slacks you will like, and what <laughs> you do not. This sounds like the beginning of a really good game of d and I literally <laughs> just got goosebumps. <laughs> which relationships you will prioritize during your shockingly limited lifespan, and who will you uh, resign yourself limited. to disappointing what matters? The slack that I sent you earlier, Mark, or the one Scott sent you? Not to get deep on you, but I think like that's it's so interesting. It, it got me 
interesting interested into thinking about like what are these tools really designed to do and right. how are they really helping and then like what what value do they provide right and especially when it comes to us being like creative creatively driven as a company all of these things really do make an impact on your time to think your time to like come up with ideas right. and mm -hmm. your time to like execute on those ideas right I'd be curious if we just had trackers just to know how much time you were dealing with like productivity tools <laughs> versus creativity and then seeing like the, the end benefits if we can turn down the amount spent on tools and more on the actual product right we'll probably be much happier and producing better quality work and probably faster yeah yeah for sure. well, you should probably employ one person to test all the tools well, that would be awful. <laughs> that would be an awful job. That's where you need a robot. To do that. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy the robot's going to do that. So just leave the creativity to the creative people and leave the testing to the testing people. Yeah. Whomever. I don't know. Yeah. Is that a role? Testers? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, just for that, just for productivity tools? Sure, why not? Yeah, it could be. A poor job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought, you'd, I thought you'd appreciate me bringing that to the table. It was so dark, Jackson. I'm just it, doesn't, like, it, it doesn't seem dark. I just think it does make you like... It's a reality check. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to read it. Yeah, there you go. So we'll link that up in, in the, uh, the show notes, as mm -hmm. it were. Um, and that's a good little discourse on uh, tools that we use and tools that we don't like. Who, who would have known talking about Jira for... 40 minutes could be that interesting. You can toss a topic into this bunch and just like anything will happen. Yeah. Even Jira. Even Jira got <laughs> we, us to, to reevaluate our lives. You know what we should do? Bunch of gurus you know what we should do as just a, an experiment is take the most boring topic we can possibly find, throw it into the center here and see what happens. I think I think we just did that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Nothing, nothing could possibly be more boring than Jira. And, and there's my job. Yeah, my and it worked. Job. <laughs> can't, can't even top it. That was, that, was a, that was an exciting episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs>